Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business Show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. Always love having on the program David Wilcox, and uh, he is a, both a personal favorite and a fan favorite. I consider him a friend, uh, you know, as well as a colleague on this program. Uh, among our regulars, which he is, we get probably as much or more feedback about his visits than any other guest. That includes my billionaires that are often recurring guests, my New York Times uh, uh, best-selling authors that I have some who are recurring guests. Um, I, and I think the reason why is that he talks in a way that is so different from those in the medical field and talks in a way that's so relevant and practical and empathetic. And, uh, and the reason why he's empathetic, empathetic is because he's been there and done that in a way very few medical professionals have been. I'd like you to elaborate a little bit more on that, uh, David, uh, David Wilcox, and then, of course, uh, give your website as well. But you bring just a tremendously unique experience to every one of our segments, and today's segment is going to be fantastic, I can already tell. Thanks, Kevin. Yes, um, so the reason why I got into patient advocacy is because I have a multiply handicapped daughter that I took care of for years, and I had her very young in life because I wasn't a good child. Um, so at 19 years old, I found myself dragging her around to doctor's appointments and trying to make sense of what the medical community was telling me. And what I saw in the medical community was some really compassionate caregivers but a system that was not set up to make it easy for me to understand what was going on as far as billing or anything else. And so when the opportunity came for me to make a, a life career choice, I decided to get into nursing. And since then, I've been through many different degrees. I've run hospitals at night. Um, I'm in healthcare IT. And through it all, I've, I finally got my doctorate in nursing practice. So um, I'm a DNP. And I thought, what am I going to do with this knowledge? And I said, you know what, do what's in your heart, sit down and write a book called How to Avoid Being a Victim of the American Healthcare System, and teach people proactively what to do before they enter the complexities of the American healthcare system. Teach them what to do when the insurance company says they're denying the claim. Teach them what to do when you go to the pharmacy and your prescription drug price is all of a sudden $100 more a month. Um, teach people how to avoid having to enter the American healthcare system, and if they do, make them knowledgeable enough to be safe. My yeah. website yeah. is drdavidhelps.com, drdavidhelps.com. Um, you can go there and sign up, and uh, I'll push out. I push out notifications. I stay on top of what's going on in the industry because I want to help people. Yeah, and you know, your book is almost like an owner's manual for healthcare. <laughs> okay, own your healthcare, here's your manual, how to do it. Yeah, that's a, a, entirely why I wrote it, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay, great topic today. This is one of those ones, you know, that, uh, you know, you come on all the time to talk about health related things, which sometimes uh, I think my blood pressure goes up when you're on because, and these are, this is one of those topics that has that tendency to do that. It's so important, so shocking. Um, the FDA, our topic, the FDA approved of this obesity crisis, the cost to the average American. And uh, it's, 
it's really ubiquitous. It's built into our system. Uh, when we hear about the, the vast obesity problem, the incredible rise of diabetes and how it's growing all the time, you know, uh, the knee-jerk reaction when people do get uh, diabetes in a, in a uh, structure that practically guarantees it, the answer isn't changing your behavior and reversing diabetes, which can, people can do that. <laughs> you know, it requires self-discipline. It requires work. Uh, and, but they, uh, you know, you don't get any of that. It, it's, it's bizarre. To me, uh, you know, in business, you know, that's what we do here. That's what the show's about. My career has been in business. To me, it's like uh, we would call it cash flow. Yeah, exactly. Um, and interestingly enough, you know, most medical professionals do not get trained in nutrition. And part of what we're going to talk about today is the grand cycle of nutrition and the effects of healthcare. I mean, everybody loves a good conspiracy theory, but this is real stuff. This is stuff that's happening to the average American. This is how big business is profiting, profiting off your health care. So as we talked about the Food and Drug Administration, 75, 75% of their budget comes from the pharmaceutical industry. So stop there and think about that for a second, right? 75% of their budget. So their main role is to approve food and drug products that enter the American food supply and pharmaceutical products available for prescription drug use to the average American. Um, but not many people know that the FDA allows some really bad stuff into the food supply. So take high fructose corn syrup, for example. It's a manufactured concentrated form of corn syrup that is 10 times sweeter than cane sugar. They invented it as a cheap alternative to cane sugar to make food more affordable. But I'm going to ask you this question. As we go through this discussion, is this really saving the average American some money? So high fructose corn syrup is banned in most countries, um, including Europe and the UK. It's been linked to obesity and the complications of obesity, such as heart failure and hypertension. High fructose corn syrup triggers a reaction in your body that causes you to want to eat more as it increases the as it increases hunger and sugar cravings and provides no nutritional value. This is because it slows down the release of leptin, also known as the I'm full hormone. So a Yale study found that fructose is more likely to stimulate your appetite rather than satisfy it. While glucose was able to curb hunger, fructose had the complete opposite effect. The result, we end up in a cycle of increased hunger, sugar cravings, ex excessive consumption of sugary foods. And this high fructose corn syrup is probably sitting right in your pantry right now. It can be found in ketchup, barbecue sauces, all kinds of things. Simply put, it's really bad stuff and it should have never been introduced into our food supply. Yeah, absolutely. You know what's really ironic is that uh, in the 70s, which I guess was the heyday of this stuff, it was first coming out there and there was a whole lot of woohoo, you know, about it uh, because it was driving prices down and that type of thing. Um, it was really heavily marketed as safer than sugar. And yeah, the reason why is that word fructose kind of sounds like fruit, doesn't it? Oh, you're putting fruit in there. You, you know, <laughs> that's safer. <laughs> and it's interesting when you look at it now. Yeah, definitely. You know, in America, 70% of Americans are overweight, right? And one out of three are obese. We are the most obese nation in the world. 
Um, but, you know, so that's, that's not an accident. When we're introducing things like this into the food supply, we're just creating an epidemic of obesity that unfortunately takes its toll on Americans and their health care. So going back to the fact that the pharmaceutical industry supplies 75% of the FDA's budget, and now they've come out with these great weight loss drugs, which, by the way, cost up quite a bit of money. Um, Thousands. You see that, yeah, yeah, you see, you see what's going on. They have this business model, right? This is no accident. They introduce this into the food supply. People get heavier, and then they come back, and they sell them weight loss drugs. I mean, it's an incredibly genius move, but unfortunately, it's taking its toll on the American public and in their health, and you can see it every day, that, you know, people want to lose weight, but, they, but they're in this vicious cycle. They're eating these things they don't even know about that are just terrible for them. So, yes. um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and what's really interesting, you talked about the lack of nutritional information. First of all, you look at uh, cereal boxes, for example, or food products, processed food products, and they'll market themselves as nutritious but they'll have 12 grams of sugar. This box of cereal only has 12 grams of sugar per serving. Really? That's roughly twice as much as a person should have if they want to avoid insulin resistance, you know, in a single sitting. Um, it, it, it's so deceptive. And people, again, type 2 diabetes, different than type 1. You're, you're born with it, and there's things that have happened that, that you really can't, uh, uh, you know, uh, change to go back to. You can't go back to some place you never were, right? So you're a diabetic. Type 2 diabetes is not that way. You did things to contribute to that. And instead of addressing those th things, the industry gives you meds to regulate it and uh, some, you know, nutritional input, but as little as, as possible, it appears, and nothing aggressive enough to really reverse it. In fact, a lot of stuff they're giving you is making your pancreas less capable of even producing insulin on its own, depending more and more on, uh, you know, on the meds that they're giving you, uh, utterly eliminating for some the possibility of, of reversing it. People reverse diabetes all the time. Not easy. Really hard work. But the work is clearly worth it. Yep. And so to further that discussion, um, the thing that you can do as a listener of this show is pick up a label and read it before you put anything in your body. So if you see that there's high fructose corn syrup in your ketchup, dump it out. There's ketchups out there that don't have it. Um, barbecue sauce, the same way. Uh, but you have to read the label because you can't trust the FDA to give you quality stuff that's going to be good for your health. So you kind of have to be a partner in that, read your label. And as you alluded to, Anything that lists sugar as the first ingredient, ditch it. Don't, don't consume it. Um, but as an average American, these are the kind of things you have to know because the FDA and the entities that are out there, the pharmaceutical companies, they're not looking out for your best interests. They're looking out for profit. And the sicker you get and the more pills you take, the more profit they make. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, you know, you sent me some great information before the show. You know, there's something uh, any long-term listener of the show knows my love for economics is one of my passions. My degree is in economic history. You know, I, 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 saw, I saw you describe 
the uh, relationship between the FDA and the pharmaceutical industry fascinating there. Uh, there is something in, in uh, economics called regulatory capture, which is that, uh, you know, that the agencies that they regulate have captured their agencies through large amounts of lobbying dollars and funding things uh, to, uh, to essentially get control. It's pretty safe to say the FDA has uh, been subject to regulatory capture by the same industries it regulates. Yep, definitely. And so what, how's that going to play out for the average American? Healthcare insurers around the country are already looking to raise your premiums for healthcare to meet the high demand for these expensive weight loss drugs that they've introduced into the, into the system. Um, there was a study and a majority of payers in Massachusetts publicized their request to raise premiums in the individual small group markets ranging from 3.3% to our favorite, um, United Healthcare at 12.1%. Now, United Healthcare makes more profit than any other business out there in the insurance world. Um, Blue Cross Blue Shield said that they expect spending on weight loss drugs to triple in 2023 compared to last year. Who's going to suffer the brunt of that? Who's going to pay for it out of their pocket? It's going to be the average Americans that are getting sucked into this vortex of don't study nutrition, eat what the FDA puts in, in front of you, and then get these weight loss drugs because everything has a miracle cure. Um, it doesn't have a miracle cure. Uh, the side effects of these drugs aren't well known yet. I imagine there's going to be studies on it that show uh, severe side effects down the road. Um, there's all kinds of problems with gastri gastric problems with people who are taking some of these weight loss drugs. Uh, where they're uncomfortable, they can't eat, um, all kinds of things going on. But, you know, if you pick up the labels, you read them, you take ownership of your health care, you'll be in a much better spot than people who don't. Yeah, and in that same, same vein, you used a word that is almost forbidden in the healthcare industry, isn't it? Let me get down to it. Cure. They don't want to cure. They want to maintain. Because that's where cash flow is. They're in the maintaining business. Rarely do you hear about a cure for anything. And uh, part of it is because of the limitations of science. Uh, but part of it is, I, I hate to be cynical, but uh, it's, it's just easier to make cash flow. And I'm not saying they're consciously doing this. I don't think it's conspiratorial. I just think it's how self-interest tends to operate. And I want to challenge the listener. You were challenging the listener. In that same vein, watch carefully these commercials for the most popular medications, and you're going to find the side effects disclaimers to be three or four times longer than a, than the uh, benefit of taking the drug to address a particular health need. You know, and I love the mental health ones that uh, for people who are chronically depressed, this drug might cause suicide. Oh, well, I guess that will cure your depression. Yeah, right. And, but you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's that's exactly it. Before you ever take a drug, ask yourself, is there another way to meet my goal besides taking the drug? If there isn't, then you probably have to take it. But if you think about it and, and if you can condition yourself to lose weight by going out and walking, um, you know, getting in the woods for your mental health, that kind of thing, then those are the interventions you should be following because, you know, big pharmaceutical industries aren't going to care about you as an individual. They're just going to take advantage of you. And if they can get you on a drug, 
and they've got you on it for life, it's all the more profit for them. Yes, and almost all those drugs are hard to get off of, either for, yes. you know, particularly the mental health ones, but even the, the ones like we talked about. Uh, if, if you have type 2 diabetes and you can reverse it naturally, in many of not most cases you can, you are making it harder to do that if you're on the meds. I know that sounds ironic because it undermines your body's natural ability to produce uh, insulin. Uh, it has to, your body says, oh, look, we now have this means of producing insulin. It isn't us now. <laughs> you know, it's the same thing with, with testosterone, right? If you get on a testosterone uh, treatment, uh, you're going to find it. Your body is going to say, oh, we don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> you know, that's just how the body works. And you don't want your right. body to come to that conclusion, do you? No, you don't. You definitely don't want your body to come to that conclusion. Um, and like I say, healthcare, you have to be invested in your own healthcare because if you're not and you get into the American healthcare system, um, things that we've talked about in previous shows, uh, you know, one third of all deaths are because of medical errors. I mean, that's crazy. So you got heart disease, you got cancer, and number three is medical errors. So you really have to be educated or, or you're going to get hurt. It's incredible when you think about it. All right, David Wilcox, as usual, you and I went over, but as always, it was worth it. I uh, learned so much every time I had you on, and we always get great feedback. Uh, people want to know more, and uh, thanks so much. Final thoughts? And give your website one more time. Sure, drdavidhelps.com, drdavidhelps.com. Um, go there, sign up. I'll send you all kinds of information. Um, and a resource guide to teach you how to maneuver around the healthcare system. Don't forget the book, How to Avoid Being a Victim of the American Healthcare System. I'm sure you'll find some value in it. Uh, it's out there and it's on Amazon. Great book. Thanks so much for being with us. I am Kevin Price, speaking for more after this. <laughs> 